Tommy. Hey, it's St. Patrick's Day. Top of the morning to you. We should go to an Irish pub in Philly for no other reason than to make the intro make sense. Yeah, Patty is Irish pub. There's no other pub in Philadelphia we should be going to. Isn't that the pub from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? It is, and that's what we're talking about today. On Can We Talk About? Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. There's this waitress that Charlie's in love with, and uh, I banged her. Charlie got really upset when I banged the waitress. Uh, But it was a lot of fun. She was a nice piece of ass. We don't know who you're talking about. Charlie, he's my buddy. We sleep together. We hang out together. Once I pooped in the bed. I blamed it on him. (laughs) One time the guys got hooked on crack. It was really crazy. They found a baby in a dumpster. They wanted to make some money with the baby, but nobody would buy the baby because it was white. They sort of had to turn it brown. We were fighting over the sword, and just about when we were about to hit each other with the sword, social services came in, we thought we were killing the baby. <laughs> I, I don't understand this talk. Charlie wrote this musical. Oh, man, it was really funny. I play a troll on the musical. Troll? Yeah, and it's called The Nightman Cometh. I can sing you my song if you like. Uh, you gotta, You gotta pay the troll toll. To get into this boy's hole. I was saying, uh, soul. He was saying, I, he thought I was saying, boy's hole. One of the things I like doing most is banging whores. I, uh, I go out and bang a lot of whores. Talk about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, I don't know how we haven't yet. This was probably the one most requested to me by other people for us to do. Really? This, I would say, of course, tied with The Office. But yeah, this one for sure. It, I, it's such a cult following. Is it? I mean, all right. Okay, we can get right into it. Uh, Let's do it. it. No. I mean, first of all, before I say okay. that, because I feel like my tone was weird there. Um, I love this show, but to the end of the earth, right? But... But it's also, is it the longest running sitcom of all time now? What is the, what's the. Yes, I believe it is. Is that what it is? I believe it is. Yeah. Um, So can we really call it like a cult (laughs) anything when it's like, you know. That's fair. But I also think I just, maybe it's one of those shows where people are finding it. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about that with a lot of the shows that we've covered where that push of streaming has helped people like fall into a show that they didn't start from the beginning. It, you want to talk about a show that when you're like, I'll start watching always sunny. It feels like when you look at the amount of episodes, let me just block off the next three to five years of my life to catch up on the show. Yeah. So I feel like maybe the people are finding it, but also it's so rewatchable. Like yeah. there's no beautiful character arc. I mean, like we can just get into it. Uh, it's, it's not, these people don't get better. They're the pieces no. of shit of the earth and they just stay pieces yeah. of shit. And what that's incredible. Yeah. Well, w- funny enough too. I mean, I think what's interesting about the show in general is like they started off 
with a certain vibe in like the first, I want to say like, let's call it three seasons. And then somewhere in there, um, Danny DeVito joined the cast. That's second and, season, right? I think, well, I'll check it as we're okay, I believe it's second this. season. I believe I did check this. Yes. Okay. You, yeah, you are right. You are correct. And I think they found their footing because even when you go back to it now, I mean, it, it has like, what is it? 15, 16 seasons now? Where, where are we at? As Every of, of as the of seasons. Today? I don't know. 15 seasons. They're filming 16 as we, as we speak here. Um, but the, what's interesting too, is like even that first season with Frank Reynolds and then we'll, well, we should start in the beginning again, but, uh, in the beginning with, with Frank Reynolds, like he's still, he hasn't formed into Frank yet, like really in that first, but yeah. it, you know, it, it takes like the, it takes about a season for him to become Frank. I think. I think I agree. Um, I think there was just such excitement about Danny DeVito being part of the cast yeah. that it was like, no one cared if he became Frank yet. Like no one was yeah, really, yeah. they were just like, Holy, how, how <laughs> is Danny DeVito on this show right now? Which, I didn't watch it from day one. Did you? Yeah. Um, no, I, I picked I it up. I came in about season three, I think. I think so too. And a friend of mine bought me the DVD and that's how I got into it. I, <laughs> and, and which is funny that's too, so you good. know me, like I'm yeah. the kind of person who's like, I'm in from day one. Like this is one that I had missed. And then I knew about it, but I'm a pessimist when it comes there too, where I was just like, you know, love Danny DeVito, who doesn't? But at the same time, I was like, oh, is this like stunt casting where they're just trying to like, which it really kind of was, but it yeah. happened to work, which was, and I guess, do you know the story about how Danny DeVito got onto the show? Like so how I, he I did look it up when we had first talked about doing this and I, I think my... My facts might be a little off, but okay. it was kind of like they, the, didn't they say that they wanted some, a big name attached to it for it to continue? Well, FX did. The yes, network okay. did. Yeah. And, and, uh, John Langraf, who his name is tends to pop up a lot in the kind of stuff I watch and things because he is, um, sort of instrumental in a lot of, I mean, if you start, if you look now and you look back, FX has had a lot of, groundbreaking shows like especially on like the drama side you, you if you go way back you think like the shield nip tuck rescue me like there's a lot of those shows that oh yeah especially on that you know plateau or that or that kind of uh genre um were huge at that time and it was like stuff you didn't see on network television and he uh john langraf was the president of the network he was the one who who got it's always sunny uh you know, on the air, but he had previously worked with Danny DeVito at Danny DeVito's company, Jersey films, and then left Jersey films to go to FX and then sent Danny DeVito a VHS copy of the show and said, you have to check this out. And didn't, that was, it was just, you have to check this out. And, and Danny loved it. And, uh, and then John Landgraf would like, well, would you be on the show? And then met the guys from the show at a lunch. And then that was it. the, history from there um but his his whole thing too was it had to be like his introduction to the cast or his involvement in the show had to be organic it couldn't just be like shoehorning they have a new friend they found like they needed yeah. it to be something and which something i never even realized um you know he constantly says uh dan devito especially in the early seasons that his wife was a whore right his wife mm -hmm. was a, like a, a whore i can't do it like dan devito does it there's there's a certain like way he he says it but anyway I didn't ever realize, and I heard him in an interview explaining it. It's like 
both, you know, Dennis and D are both tall blondes. <laughs> and so he's like, that was the genesis for that. It's like, my wife's a whore. Look at my kids. They look nothing like they're me. Not, they're like, yeah, right. They're, they're, they're the not tennis instructor's kids. Yeah. kids. Yeah. So, which I was like, oh my, oh shit. I never realized that. I never paid enough attention. But, um, but yeah. Um, and honestly, I mean, he's, he's infamous now. I mean, I think all the tattoos and stuff people have from the show are all just like, you know, different his face. characters. Yeah. His yeah. face or his characters that his character has. Like, do you remember all the names or? Oh my God. No, that's like one of those like trivia questions. If you ever are doing a bar trivia and they ask you for all of Dan DeVito's, DeVito's characters names in the show and you get it. Yeah. Bow down, <laughs> bow down. Um, but anyway, we should back up. Cause we just like, I went head first and was just like, how much we I love do. Dan DeVito. We always um, do. I know we get too excited, but do, do you, um, do you, well, I guess more fun facts, which you, you're the fun fact person. I am a I'm, I'm stealing your thunder. Thanks. Do you, do you know the, the genesis for how the show was created and like what the original pilot was supposed to be and all the, that backstory? Well, I remember listening, um, to Rob McLehaney on another podcast, not their podcast, but he yeah. was a guest on another podcast. And then, uh, Charlie Day kind of came on and said the same thing, but just how they, shot that first pilot episode with his own video camera cost a hundred bucks to shoot. Yeah. And a hundred bucks was just him spending money on pizza to buy everybody that was in the episode food for the day. And I remember hearing that story, but I don't remember the whole Genesis of how the show started, but I, yeah, you probably know that a lot better than I do. Yeah. I mean, they were so, and this is something I had just learned in, in doing some notes on the, on this, but um, apparently they all met. Well, Charlie, Glenn and Rob all met doing uh while auditioning for the movie Tuck Everlasting. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Oh yes. Okay. Um, and then uh I believe it was Rob who was sort of like the point person and kind of putting together this pilot. The whole concept was that they were struggling actors living in LA, right? Which is very meta for what they were going through. Of course. Um, and then they sent it off as a, as you know, like a, a tape to FX and then, you know, history was made from there, obviously. But uh, it was FX who was just like gave the the idea of like get it out of L.A., put it someplace else, which they chose Philadelphia because that's where some of them were from. Uh, yeah. And then history from there. But that's, so that's where it like changes settings and changes their backstories, but otherwise keeps the content or the I guess the the personalities of the characters for the most part. But even the personalities sort of you know, evolved over time and you get like a, you know, better sense of who they are. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, they're just, yeah, you can't not like them. So you can't. And it's so funny because, uh, I have a buddy of mine that I used to work with. I just saw him a couple weekends ago and I was like, anything, any suggestions for the podcast? Cause I know he listens and he's like, all I got to say is do always sunny. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> we're going to do it. And he was like, yeah. and I said, what do you want to talk about? And he just said kind of what we said before that just how they're like, the worst of society and they just that's what makes the show so good it's just they're the absolute worst type of people in society who make you you think you'd hate them yeah but it's done so well that you love them it's like endearing how shitty they are well you know what's (laughs) funny about it too is is you know it, it was previously it used to be compared especially in the early years and now i think it's it's you know moved beyond that but it was used to be compared to Seinfeld in that vein where like, if you really look at it or pay attention, like the characters of Seinfeld are not redeemable characters. They're all mean people. And, 
and and famously, which we have to do an episode on Seinfeld. I love that show, but uh, the the final episode of that show was calling them out on that. Right, it was bringing mm-hmm. all these characters back from their entire like every all all the seasons of the show and lining them up to be like these are terrible people. They're you know self absorbed and they ridicule people. Like you know they they're they're neuroses was like put on onto other people. Like people were deported or lost their jobs or all these other things because of them. them. Um, and so I think, you know, I mean, I think it's fair to say you don't have, it's always sunny if you don't have Seinfeld. Cause I think that was that that's, there's some inspiration there clearly, but they took it to an entirely other level. But now if you look back and sort of compare it's always sunny in its prime to Seinfeld in its prime, they're very, very different. Um, and the characters are, are like absolutely you know, well oiled in that aspect. I mean, at least the characters in Seinfeld had jobs for the most part and like regular normal careers lives. Yeah. and apartments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just like a bunch of alcoholic, narcissistic sociopaths that just are existing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I uh, mean, I can't imagine Philadelphia not being the backdrop for the show. There is yeah. something about South Philly just feels it feels yeah. dirty, just like the yeah. show. Not that South Philly is, but the way that they portray South Philly yeah. is dirty. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and for what it's worth, because I want to I I want to get all the way. We can't talk about the other characters and like the 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 you know like their bench. They they have a, they have a they don't have a very deep bench, but I love the, all the you know characters around inside this world. But before we even get there, I feel like we got to do the gang. Least, we got to do the gang. Um, so uh, who do you, I guess, yeah, who's your favorite out of the gang? We'll, we'll start there. Unless it's other than Frank. I was just going to yeah. say, we, I believe we've touched on that. We've touched on uh, I Probably D, but I also, yeah. I just, I mean, as far as female comedians in a sitcom go. Yeah. She's just killer, man. She's nuts. Oh, absolutely. She's just, I mean, her as an actress, of course. Uh, yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. But her, I don't know. Caitlin Olsen always just has like a look about her. She's like on the verge of being really hot, but can yeah. also play white trash simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. And just like always teeters that line. And her comedy is so perfect for that role. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think probably. probably I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I don't know if you ever saw it, but um, she had her own show a couple of years ago on no, Fox. That was hilarious. And it was fr- some of the same writers from It's Always Sunny who went off to do that. It was on Fox. It was called The Mick. And I cannot tell you like this. If you there's wait, I the- think I watched an episode of that. So great. Such a Something great to show. do with rich people. Yeah. I mean, the OK, enti- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire I mean, the premise of that show. I think I watched is, the pilot. Yeah. The premise of that show is like she's just like, you know basically d uh from from it's always sunny and then she has a sister who married into like with a rich husband and stuff and they have two spoiled brat kids and uh her sister and her and the husband sort of vanish because they're running from the law yes i totally Um, watched a couple episodes of this yeah that was very funny great show honestly it is it is an atrocity that fox canceled that show as early as it did that show was hilarious Everything was amazing that that she deserved that show. And then ironically enough, because Glenn Howerton, who plays Dennis, 
went off to go film his side project around the same time, which was AP Bio, which lasted a few seasons. I think it lasted four seasons. I didn't watch that one. That yeah, but um, but yeah, the Mick, the Mick was hilarious and absolutely deserved. Who's more your than favorite got. then? <sighs> I we're mean, taking we're taking Danny off the table. He's off the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's that's that, that's fair. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball here. I <sighs> Charlie is fun and silly, and I like Charlie. But I I but but Mac Rob uh Rob Backlehenny. Yes, thank you. Gotcha. Um, just the way he like threw himself into his role. The the fat max season which we'll we have oh to talk God. about in a bit so like good. so great um he i mean behind the scenes clearly like he is a force like he is um the the one of the you know the driver behind the show if not you know i mean it's a team effort but like he is um amazing at what he does but as a character um he he's hilarious. Like there's, I mean, and again, like the season that he became fat Mac was, uh, probably one of my favorites. Um, his calorie content that he was eating every single day to become fat. Yeah. It's like insane. He went from like, what, like 150 pounds to 212. Uh, insane. Something I mean, like that. <laughs> for what it's worth, he gained 60 pounds and, uh, and he, he, he became a diabetic yeah. because of it. But what's funny about it too is and this is where I give him so much credit, right? Cuz what was that season 7 of the show? Yeah, I um, think so. They they looked at other shows like Seinfeld, like Friends, and all these other like typical sitcoms or like you never notice as like the cast gets older but they also now suddenly have a lot more money, especially as seasons go, they all look nicer, they all look better. Yeah counter to like what their characters might be experiencing so his idea was like screw it i'm gonna do the opposite of what that. these shows do and i'm gonna become like look worse you know um That's but even funny. the way they tackle it your favorite is married to my favorite in the real world yeah exactly which that's i mean that the fact that they're married to is is hilarious and especially because like on the show it if you're aware of that or conscious of it and you're watching and like their interactions between each other are sort of funnier because of how much they hate each other and dislike each other on the show. Oh, yeah. Their um, real kid is the yeah. kid that D wheels out in the hospital holding. That's their actual child. Oh, is it really? I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Which by the way, I got to tell you, I mean, I'll jump right there. I mean, we have to finish this up, but I'll get, okay. I'll get around there. We have so much to talk about, but that is easily my favorite season. Of the show. Really? Yeah. Was that season four, I believe, if I if I nailed it down right. But I got to go back and check. I think so. I think it's the season of my favorite episode as well. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. But I, I think, um, or maybe it's not season four. Anyway, we'll, we'll get there. I got to pull up. Back to the gang. Yeah. Back to the gang. So that leaves, that leaves two that we, that we apparently we don't love as much. But uh, what I never, I would normally on a regular day say Charlie, but I think I have an appreciation for how much Rob throws himself into his character and that's fair messes around with it not to take anything away from charlie day charlie day clearly funny but um um and and some of the most quotable stuff um the the you know what is the spaghetti policy like i i that episode and those things like i just quote him all the time and uh and his uh fascination with bird law and cats and all these other things just you, you can't incredible He's lovable right and he loves he paint Huffing, uh, I mean, huffing paint. Clear. Yes. I just feel like, um, so like to wrap it up, obviously we have yeah. 
Charlie Day plays Charlie <laughs> Kelly, who's essentially yeah. the janitor of the bar. And then you have uh, D. Reynolds, played by Kate Olsen, who's a struggling actress and works as a waitress. And then um, Rob McElhaney's character is supposed to be the bouncer. I just love how that they have yeah. these jobs, but like yeah. you don't. It doesn't mean anything. The only thing yeah. maybe is like Dennis Reynolds played, you know, Glenn Howerton is the bartender. Yeah. Like he bartends. So we yeah. get that part. But it's just so funny that in the descriptions they have like jobs. I'm like, you, you don't seem yeah. to do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> they exist. Yeah. And in Patty's Irish up. pub. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to follow, but Charlie has some stake in the bar, but then apparently he sold it for like something like, you know, like a cracker or something. whatever it is, like weird stuff. But like there is like stories behind where all the characters lay and their their association to the bar and uh and life and everything but um and this pre- uh, premiered 2005 yes yeah okay. in august yeah um so many many years i mean we're up, to, we're up to season 16 but uh that is insane yeah it's an, it is insane and then um and then there's dennis you know and there's our boy may or may not be a serial killer uh he has borderline personality disorder um and then and then for what it's worth he is the only person who sort of almost left the show because again i mentioned before he was doing ap bio which was a sitcom on nbc at the time before it was canceled from nbc and then hulu picked up i think it for like another season or two i yeah i didn't did you watch it i did not I watched like a few episodes here and there. It was funny. Like I did like the show. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it to the point where I had to watch it. The Mick though, I watched every episode of that show and I highly recommend it still. Okay. I'll finish um, it. Cause I did watch yeah. a, the first couple episodes just because I love her. So yeah. Oh, she's, yeah, it's great. She, I mean, Caitlin Olsen, just oh, the pure, pure comedy there. And I got to figure out who actually helped write the show. Um, Cause I thought it was someone, other people, but it was, it was, it was some writers from um, always sunny. Who, okay. Who okay. Um, but there's that. Um, can we talk about the side characters now? Because like the the kind of recurring characters of the we show. Have to. There is a way, and it's really funny too. Is I was um you know listening to the Always Sunny podcast, and they were talking through the way they have characters and and some of the stuff. And I think there's like two versions. There's either they're also crazy or they're normal and surrounded by the gang who is crazy. Who's insane. Kind of characters. Which I I kind of love that part though because yeah. it does you know what happens when you love a show so much and you're so close to it is like their behavior all of a sudden doesn't seem so bad when you're yeah. watching it. They're like, oh, that's just typical Charlie. That's just yeah. so Charlie. And then when you have like a, a normal side character, you're like, oh, no, these people are fucked. They are yeah. so fucked up. <laughs> and I don't know. I think that I like that better when they're normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's something to be said, though, about like how characters can be normal or come in normal and then devolve because they're associated with the gang which very clearly you have maureen ponderosa and you have cricket who just their lives and who they are just like melt and devolve because of their association to the gang oh rickety cricket that is like the (laughs) it's so bad no but no what's funny is cricket cricket is great but maureen ponderosa goes from being like meeting up with <laughs> meeting up with Dennis at a at a subway and then getting married and then getting divorced and then 
fast forward a couple seasons and she thinks she's a cat and she's like in like like hissing so, at other characters so and weird. running around. Which I believe is is it is it canon that she's dead now? By the way, I'm just realizing. Oh, I, think, I don't know. Yeah, because there was that that remember like that making a murderer esque like parody oh, yes, episode yes, they yes. did. I don't yeah, know she, if she actually. She must be. I mean, hey, let's do a callback to our last episode. Uh, Jason yeah. Sudeikis, Schmitty. 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 Oh, Schmitty. I love. <laughs> what I, It goes back to my Charlie's love. Charlie's worst enemy. But also it goes back to like, because what becomes the turning point is when Mac is trying to do the high kick and kick the bell and can't oh do it. Oh my God. And then Schmitty's like, nah, nah, I gotta do it like this. And hi yeah. And then just like the, the turn and look of Mac of just being like, this guy's got to go. Like, this is like, he, you know, he didn't, but yeah, I love the fact that Schmitty pops up because he, uh, Jason Sudeikis, his character sort of pops up and he is one of the most normal people for the gang to be around the gang. And funny enough, fun fact in that episode, and I forget what episode it is. I have to look it up now. But they're dining out outside of a restaurant in Philly. And for those that don't know, clearly these people, the show is is filmed in L.A. But if there are certain exterior shots or certain things, they will fly to Philadelphia and film certain scenes there. And that scene was like filmed right across from like the famous market in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I'm not from Philly. I'm a New Yorker. But uh, same. And I, was just, I have it on my list of like next time I'm in Philly, I'm going to eat at the restaurant that Schmitty ate at where – um. You know, he told uh, everyone they can have whatever they want. Remember? Yeah, you can have whatever you want. Yeah, Dennis um, typically orders for us. Um, he knows. What isn't I'm that like. such a weird thing? Too is just you. <laughs> <laughs> even hearing you say it, it's like the, what a I love. I love how weird the show is, and I yeah. also love. We've talked about this before. I love a show full of comedians that are so damn good at improv that yeah. more often than not, the improv material is mm-hmm. what makes the final cut. And they said, "Oh yeah." Didn't they say in their podcast are like 90% of the improv shit is what makes the final cut? Like, we might as well not write anything anymore. Um, well, the McPoyles, especially. Oh, my who, God. Or one of my brothers. McPoyles um, versus Ponderosa? Yeah. Well, uh, Jimmy Simpson, who was in like the show Westworld and everything else. Yeah. What, who like was known as a McPoyle before then. Like, he, his like. There's the one, and there's tons of bloopers from this show, which if you if you've never seen, are a blast to watch because, um, first off, Danny DeVito can hold it on almost anything. He is a professional He's a machine. He is he a is machine. A, he is a machine. But that man could just like stare at a blank face as the rest, everyone else is cracking up around him, and he will hold his own. Like he he just sends his brain off onto a different planet and doesn't acknowledge what's happening around him. But um, uh, Rob, who like uh, Mac. He will break if someone sneezes like like he is most. There are so many scenes that made the final cut where you can see him turning around or hold like like trying to hide from showing that he's laughing. Yeah. While they're in the scene. And it's great. Um, The McPoyle brothers, though, they I will be honest with you. Yeah. Very rarely did this show truly gross me out. Yeah. They're like I remember the first time I saw it. I think the first time we see them is in the. um charlie got molested episode yes. yeah, yeah and yeah. they're like something about people that are just super sweaty and obsessed with milk <laughs> made me so fucking nauseous but these are those people i feel like these characters make them make the gang seem normal 
Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, they're not that bad. Like, well, again, it goes to, it goes to that concept of like there's either the characters are insane or yeah. they're normal people surrounded by like you know the the crazy of the gang. They um, just like grossed me out so bad. Like I I just like would choke puke down. It's just like why are yeah. they sweating and drinking milk? That is so disgusting. <laughs> Liam and Ryan McPoyle. Oh, um. Yeah. Yeah, they pay, yeah they popped up in like what was it uh, the first two seasons they were in a few episodes uh, across the the spectrum yeah and then Ryan I think appears in one extra episode over Liam because there was like the 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 courtroom one which I think that was Ponderosa Coil like versus Ponderosa that's yeah. such a funny freaking episode I think it was that one where um, Liam or Jimmy Simpson was out filming Westworld and couldn't do it uh, oh, which was sad. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite side character? Gail. Gail the snail? Gail the snail, man. Just another one. Another, like, disgusting character. Yeah. Uh, but. Well, we're we're Mr. Show fans, so. Yeah, and also, it's so funny, too. I'm rewatching New Girl again, you know, comfort yeah. show. And uh, so many of these tiny side characters on this show and characters mm-hmm. of the show somehow come into the New Girl universe. Yeah. And I'm watching it the other day, and Gail plays uh nick miller's cousin that cousin's wife that he wants nick to fuck her so that they can have a baby because his (laughs) his soldiers ain't fighting no more and it's just like i it made me realize how much i love nick gale i was like oh god she's so good yeah i'm I'm gonna run down a bunch of the side characters in general um you have the waitress who is mary elizabeth ellis who is uh charlie's actual wife in real life who is in also new girl is she really yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She either. plays um she plays what's his name's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, Caroline. Oh wow. Did not Nick's. know that. Nick. Um you have Bonnie Kelly, which is uh Charlie's mom, who is like so sweet and like uh the 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 contrast between his mom and um Max's mom. <laughs> old lady house is great. It's it's just great. Oh but. my god. Miss Mac. <laughs> Miss Mac, um, who had uh, money, money me, please. Uh, they pretended she had cancer for an episode. It's just great. I, I, yeah, okay. Um, we mentioned the McPoyles. Um, Artemis. Oh, my God. I I just, that's one of those characters. I'm like, how did they write that character? Yeah. And like, how are, first of all, you have to write it, but then you have to cast it. And yeah. it was just like one of those characters like, oh, my God. If I remember correctly from uh, my always sunny knowledge and having to know stuff behind the scenes, because first off, Artemis's real name is Artemis, right? That that's yeah. I believe she is a friend of uh, Caitlin Olson, and I think they work together. I want to say they work together on another movie that they were in, but I, I I have to I have to check that, but I don't remember. But I believe they worked together before. Okay. I could be making all this up, by the way. Just don't, don't, don't. I'm, I'm believing it. So, yeah. um, but yeah, she's uh, Artemis is great. I won't say the. I won't say her most famous quote. Um, do you quote Artemis? Do you quote Artemis every once in a while? <laughs> yeah, not in public. <laughs> <laughs> um, amongst amongst my home, yes. <laughs> uh, Brittany Daniel plays Carmen, the you know the tranny, you know, uh, yep. which is uh, who comes up a few times. Um. You have, and I'll just I'll just stop right here. Easily my favorite. Um, okay. 
Jack Kelly. Oh my. Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack. Yeah. Just the weird, the like, so he started out as like a one note, like creepy uncle. And that just evolved into he's a lawyer and he, he's like uh, the has- worst one. He's the worst <laughs> of all of the random relatives that show up. He's the worst one. Are the kids confined to like a crawl space or, uh, and also he's obsessed with masculine obsessed. hands. He loves hands. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's my, here's the thing. And if, if you don't know, so he pops up in an episode and uh, he, he plays a lawyer and he's a very bad lawyer. And oh my God. Is this when his hand falls off? No, I was going to go before that. Oh, so okay. That's, that's the thing about how they elevate characters, even though they're just recurring and it can be seasons apart is there's an episode where he meets the other good lawyer yeah. Um, as Frank would call him, the Jew lawyer, you know, like the anyway. And then he's he comes out. He's like he he likes his hands and he wants to place. He wants to take a photo for the website with the good lawyer's hands on top of his to make it look like it's his hands. And that's where he gets like we're lawyers and they take the photo and then oh now God. cut to like another season or two later. And yeah, he's talking about his big masculine hands because he's wearing these big rubber glove hands that he's trying to make it look like they're his hands. And then, yeah, it won his, he makes a motion and his hand flies off and then it's subtle and they don't talk about it. But in another scene it's back on, but then there's duct tape around the wrist of the tape of the, of the hand to keep it on his arm. Yeah. Just, but the way they do that, where they just nobody take a look. character, <laughs> nobody look, nobody look, <laughs> um, but where they, th- that elevation is great. I mean, they did it with like cricket to a, greater extent they did it with maureen ponderosa to a greater extent but like little characters where just he mentions those you only have masculine hands i like you know you have very strong hands and then you know four episodes later not even like in order but like you know two seasons later and the next episode the character appears on suddenly he's like obsessed with masculine hands like it just evolves into like funnier and funnier and just like these people are actually sort of devolving um which speaking of which then you have um rickety cricket oh my god he has a new injury every time and he just gets more and more disgusting (laughs) just like yeah hard to look at on purpose of course that's the whole point but he just becomes so hard to look at yeah (laughs) oh god um then you have mrs mac who She's just so runs like that. She's that's so her funny. chain smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Um, I mentioned the other McPoyles, but I didn't mention the Margaret McPoyle. Oh, she's a uh, deaf and mute. That's and uh, she hooked up with Mac. This show. It ju- yeah. I just feel like everything we're about to talk about. I just feel like I'm teetering on the line of saying something wrong. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you have Luther, which is Mac's dad who's in prison. Um, and, uh, which we got to talk about the, like the one very serious episode of, uh, it's always sunny, um, uh, that popped up, uh, the yeah. last season or the two seasons ago, uh, you have the lawyer or the Jew lawyer, depending on how we, we want to call him anything politically correct. Um, who does like, I like how he goes back and forth between like the, the gang gets to him and other times he's above the gang and then he gets over on them. But there's like been yeah. like one or two times when like they sort of get to him a little bit. Um, you have the waiter who I got to say, and this might be a, like a hot take, but he pops up 
many times. First off, there's also one time he pops up as another character. He's like the guy hiring them in uh, one of the episodes at like an office. Otherwise, he is just the waiter as far as the actor is concerned. Um, and then there was one episode they did where they kind of like like actually spend time in his life and like got to like Frank went to his house and I was like, yeah. I don't, no, no, no I, we don't need that. I don't want to know much want more to about him. I want to humanize him. him. Yeah. yeah. I want him to just be the waiter. Like you guys just, you know, and I love that back and forth of like, are they pretending to not know who he is or do they just like, you know, do they actually not realize he's the waiter that they've had every time they go to the same restaurant? Um, But you have that. Um, then you have Gail the Snail. Oh, Gail. Oh, Gail. Um, one of my favorites, um, and I'm sad we lost him, but, uh, Demaniac. Oh. Maniac. Maniac. Um, which is Roddy, Roddy Rod Piper, who, uh, passed away, uh, who was just great on that show. <laughs> so good. Uh, another one of my favorites, cause he's just silly and stupid. And, uh, the guy who plays him, uh, I always conflate him with, uh, another actor, but uh, Ben the soldier <laughs> is he's face face painted as a, a turtle. Um, then you have the Ponderosas, Maureen and Bill, oh, Bill Ponderosa. So, so goddamn funny. Um, and then, uh, and then the last one, just old black man. That is, yeah, that's, that's it. That's the lineup. What names? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, a great supporting cast. And, and and I think it clearly is defined there, too, is like you have some people who are they're normal, but the gang is crazy. And then others that are just crazier than the gang is. And I think that's great because like it it varies it up a little bit because other I feel like other shows, it's just, you know, they're it's they're normal and surrounded by crazy or vice versa. But oh, this absolutely. is a good mix. Yeah. 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 Um. Did you watch the uh, TV spinoff in 2007 about Danny DeVito? No. I did not watch it, but it was one of my fun facts. There's a one-off TV short spinoff from 2007 where Danny DeVito called Danny DeVito in the contract. And the plot is that Charlie Day forgets to read his contract of uh, season three for Always Sunny. Uh And the context says contract for season three says that he has to perform oral sex on Danny DeVito. (laughs) <laughs> he signs it is this like a is this like on a dvd or something i don't know it was just one yeah. of the fun facts and it was like i laughed so hard reading it i was like what the fuck uh, like the fact that the fact that he has dan devito has been on the show as long as he has like you know he latched onto the show yeah it's almost difficult to like you forget you forget he was a part of like giant sitcom in the eighties, he was a part of taxi. Um, Oh, absolutely. He's like TV royalty royalty, for, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And then comes on and does this. It's, it's just great. And then his daughter comes on and plays somebody that he's got a thing for. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was so creepy. (laughs) Yeah. This, the, the little like lip thing he does where he like like, (gasps) flaps his lips and like looks her up and down. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it was his daughter, it's, that's, that's difficult. I give him credit. Um, what about all one of the other funny ones too? And this is always like a like a GIF around the internet. And yes, it's pronounced GIF. Um, is um from the from the Christmas special, the Christmas episode they did, where he uh, um 
naked, like flops out of the couch because he's yeah. hiding inside the couch. Yeah. yeah. This show has so much physical comedy. Yeah. I think that's another reason I love it. And you like every comedian on the show is such a great comedian because it, it there is so much physical comedy in this show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, something else that I sort of noticed in rewatching it, especially too, was I mentioned Seinfeld, love Seinfeld. And maybe it was because I was too young to notice it. But even as an adult, um, you don't notice it so much. But Seinfeld especially like did a lot of homages or parodies. I call it homage to movies and TV shows, yeah. right? especially movies. We talked about that with um, uh, Community. And I think there are some shows that do it way on the nose. But like even when It's Always Sunny does it, right? Like there is the episode where the McPoyles are, you know, break in and they hold the gang hostage um, and Frank is in the vents and it's sort of like a, it's a diehard parody. Basically it's a diehard homage or at least that, that part is Um, it's not, I mean, it's, it's on the nose if you're paying attention enough, but it's not banging you over the head of like, this is a parody and look how much fun we're having. Look how silly we're being like, it still say stays in its own world without true to. Yeah. It's true to the always sunny world. Stays in your universe. Yeah, For sure. I feel like there are other shows that like when they try to do a parody or try to do an homage, they go way outside the bounds. And it's like, you're not being your show anymore. You're just trying to like do an entire like offshoot parody of a thing. And with the exception of the one episode, which I'll talk about in a second, which was the the quote unquote like more serious episode with um with Mac. um, I want to say the show hasn't really gone off the rails in like a direction where it's like, oh, this isn't, it's always sunny. What are, what are they doing? So. No, it, it, it stays, it stays unhinged the whole time, yeah. but it also stays in their universe, like everything they do. And I wonder if that's because I feel like they write the show based off of people they know. Like a yeah. lot of the characters are based off of people they've come across. Like the whole green man character literally is based off of a guy that they Rob McElhaney knew that used to wear a freaking bright green morph suit to Eagles games. So like, I feel like they, they write a lot of these nuts characters stuff off of people they know. So that keeps it feeling like it's still in the same universe. (laughs) I love it. Even Um, though they're insane. Do you know about the Russian spinoff that like this cracks me up every time I hear this fact? Yeah, I have not watched it, but have you? No, no, I haven't. I've just like seen like a clip or I've seen like photos Same. of it or yeah. something. Yeah, that's about it. So weird. Um, it's a Russian spinoff and the bar, they call the bar Philadelphia, right? Oh, really? I don't know. I didn't know that much. Yeah, the yeah. bar is called Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, well, it's, it's funny. Too. I was like actually watching the other day about like all the different spinoffs of The Office there have been for like different markets and stuff. Like, you oh, know, yeah. But the fact that oh, it's always sunny reached that, I, it, it's, no one can be as bad as, as this, this cast for what it's worse. I think there's a, there's something to be said there. Um, as far as who their characters are and still somehow remain lovable somehow, but they, I mean, every single one. Yeah. I also love that dicktowel.com is a real website. Yes. That you can buy a dick towel. So if you are listening and you're like, man, I really wish I had a dick towel. You can go to dicktowel.com and get yourself one. Have uh, a favorite episode? Uh, yes. 
Really? We, well, for the first time since we've started this podcast, the uh, Can We Talk About podcast people actually hung out with each other this past yeah. weekend. Ever, I think I brought it up that... Um, the musical episode. Wait, just to be clear, before you continue, oh, okay, yes, because there's two quote unquote musical episodes. Oh, there episodes. are two. There are two. Right, because there's the Nightman Cometh is the one I'm referring. To. Yes, okay. Because yes. I was going to say the other one. This is more where... community theater, I should say. Yes. It's more community theater episode. Yeah. Uh, I laughed so hard, and I think one of the reasons I love it so much is they seem so rough and tumble in the beginning when you first start watching the show, right? Yeah. And then you think about these characters. They just willingly are all going to go do some community theater, get full yeah. in costume. And it's believable. Like, yeah. I can't, I couldn't even get a friend to come on this podcast, probably, <laughs> to talk. They, would, they wouldn't do yeah. it. Maybe a couple. Um, but the fact that they just, not only do they do it, I mean, just like the eyeliner, the songs, the, yeah. every single bit of it. Danny DeVito is a troll. Yeah. I, like... Top to tail, enjoyed every single second of that episode, and I think I could watch that one, yeah, again and again and again. But also, obviously, the uh, Poyo vs. Ponderosa episode might be to me the most quotable episode of yeah. the whole series. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Bird Law? Um, <laughs> bird Law. It, it's funny because I feel like I have a favorite season, and. Which I'll start there. Maybe I can break okay. it down from there. But I'm, I'm with you, right? Because I think the show hit its peaks between season four and uh, maybe like season six. Um, you know, not this or maybe season seven. That's fair because I would say my tied favorite episode is the cannibalism episode. I've watched that episode more than any other episode. I've rewatched really? that episode. If I show someone this show, I love yeah. showing them that episode. Yeah. Because you don't have to know anything to just understand the comedy and that is immaculate. And I think that's season four, right? Like the first episode of season four. Um, I forget. I actually don't know. Well, let me, uh, let me do this. Okay. I'm going to start from the beginning and I'll run through the titles of the episodes and then we'll get to season four. And I, I promise I won't skirt the question you asked me. I'll, I'll get there. All right. Um, season one is seven episodes. Uh, I remember in a, in a pre Danny DeVito world, you have um, the gang gets racist. Charlie wants an abortion, underage drinking and national concern. Charlie has cancer, gun fever. The gang finds a dead guy. Charlie got molested is the final episode, which is where we finally, I think, is that the, I think that's the first episode we see um, uh, Uncle Uncle Jack. But anyway. Yes. Um, then season two, we get Charlie gets crippled. The gang goes jihad. Dennis and Dee go on welfare. Mac bangs Dennis's mom. Oh my God. That's such a good episode. <laughs> $100 baby. The gang gives back. The gang exploits a miracle. The gang runs for office. Um, Charlie goes America all over everybody's ass. And Dennis and Dee get a new dad. And that's that's season two. And then, so now at this point, you know, Danny DeVito has joined the cast. He's in there. Okay, now we get into season three. And then we start getting into some episodes where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like some of these start hitting as far as like you remembering them and like being quotable and all those things, right? So you get the gang finds a dumpster baby. The gang gets invisible. Dennis and Dee's mom is dead. The gang gets held hostage, which is the one I mentioned with the McPoyles. Uh, the aluminum monster versus Fatty Magoo. The gang solves the North Korea situation. The gang sells out. Frank sets Sweet Dee on fire. Uh, Sweet Dee's dating a retarded person. Oh. Mac is a serial killer. Dennis looks like a registered sex offender. 
The gang gets whacked, bums making a mess all over the city, and the gang dances their asses off, which is the uh, final episode of the third season. And now, and this is where I was saying too, is like, I think this is, I think my peak is season five, but season four, we kick off with Mac and Dennis Manhunters. The gang solves the gas crisis. Um, America's next top Patty's billboard model contest. Max banging the waitress. Uh, Mac and Charlie die. Who pooped the bed? Patty's pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia. Dennis Reynolds, an erotic life. Sweet D has a heart attack. And uh, funny enough, as we're coming up to this too, I'm realizing this is probably the most like non-episode you get, but it's it it works. Um, the gang cracks the Liberty Bell. The gang gets extreme home makeover edition. And finally, the nightman. The nightman cometh. So, and this is where I said, I, I feel like the show is like sort of picking up steam where like they found their, they found their voice. Yeah. And then you get into season five, which is the gang exploits the mortgage crisis, um, which is really, that one's great. That's where, um, sweet. And this is also, I believe must kick off where. This Keaton is 2009, is- too. So yeah. this is like real life. The mortgage crisis is happening. The post-2008. Well, I want to say, too, this is where um, Caitlin Olsen is pregnant in real life. Because you were saying that she gives birth, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, so she tries to become a surrogate mother. And uh, and this is where you get like uh, Vic Vinegar and uh, Frank buys a house and tries to kick out the people there uh, whose their house was foreclosed on. Anyway, Um Love that episode. Then you get The Gang Hits the Road, which I think is probably the first episode I ever saw, which is ironic because it's not an episode that takes place in the bar, really. That's where they try to go to the Grand Canyon. But I think that's the first Philly. time that Patty's Bar isn't somewhere in the episode. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. That makes sense. Also funny, I mean, again, like that was the first episode I saw, which is which is a weird intro to the show, but so be it. Um, you get The Great Recession, which is um, where Frank, it, the show opens and Frank is dangling from the rafters. Um, the gang gives Frank an intervention. Uh, why, do, why do you, why are you, why do you expect there to be a gun at this intervention? That's when um, Gail comes in. The waitress is getting married. Uh, the World Series defense. The gang wrestles for the troops. Patty's pub, home of the original kitten mittens. Mac and Dennis break up. The Dennis system. Mac and Charlie write a movie. And the gang reignites the rivalry. Which those are some banger episodes in there. Those in are, yeah. Five. I would say episode for episode, season five, probably. That's like, yeah. Yeah. That's a heavyweight. Um, then, and so like my, I think my favorite episode is probably somewhere in there. Um, I love The Nightman Cometh as well. And I would probably pick that as my favorite. But since you already did, I'll probably say, I love. I still love The Gang Hits the Road. I think that's a great episode. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll pick that for now okay, until I find fair. something else. Um Season six, you have Mac fights gay marriage, which is when he finds out that the tranny never called him after she got her surgery. Um, Dennis gets divorced. The gang buys a boat, which is also great. Uh, I mean, these are all great, but I'm just, I, I think I said that initially because I'm just thinking of Caitlin Olsen dancing like the uh, the inflatable tube guy. Yeah. Um, Mac's big break. Mac and Charlie, white trash. Mac's mom burns her house down. <laughs> Who got D pregnant? That is one of my favorite episodes. Who got D? That's pregnant. a really good one. Yeah, that's where you get the "you will call her" like that that line out of that. Um, the gang gets a new member. Is that the one with um 
Is the gang gets a new member, the one with Schmitty? I think so. Is that it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Funny enough, you have uh, two guest stars in that episode are Jason Sudeikis and Dave Foley from The Kids so in the good. Hall. So uh, such, yeah, so great. Um, D. Reynolds, Shaping America's Youth. That was also the first time in those two episodes together. Um, they're not a part one, part two, but they're the first time you really get like a connected episode because uh, the gang gets a new member is when D and uh, Charlie go and work for the school. Um, D takes over as the drama teacher esque kind of thing, and Charlie's the janitor. And then uh, D Reynolds shaping America's youth is sort of the wrap up to that story in the in that episode. So I don't think they have a lot of those where they like have connecting episodes. But anyway, um, then you have Charlie Kelly, King of the Rats. The gang gets stranded in the woods. D gives birth, and a very sunny Christmas. Is that the last one that Fred Savage directs? Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, okay, which is, that's the last one he directs for the show. I, I, be- I think I believe he bows so. out after that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think in in IRL, as the kids say, I know he had a show on Fox briefly with uh, the waitress playing his wife on that show. But also, I mean, especially in in, in recent years, we've had some uh, I'll call it troubling troubling news about Mister Fred Savage. That oh, Freddie know, boy, yeah, so. I know, good good director in the early seasons. We can move past them. Anyway, so then we move on. Um, one of my other favorites is coming up here too. I'm, I could just, we should just keep going. Um, we have uh, Frank's Pretty Woman, um, which I love that too because I was a big, were you a big fan of, uh, well, I feel like there were two, there were two growing up. You had either uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy or Beatman's World. Well, I liked both, but I was a Bill Nye kid for sure. Okay. I was a Beekman's World fan. Yeah. Uh, Alana Ubach, Ubach, I can't remember pronounce her name. Uh, she was, uh, um, every time I'd see her pop up in different things, it was always great. She actually popped up in a movie. She played Danny DeVito's daughter in Renaissance Man, which was like this late 90s movie. Great movie, by the oh. way. Totally worth watching. Um, but she was, uh, she also played Roxy the Hooker. Um, and she was from Beekman's World, which is the connection there. If anyone remembers Beekman's World, please let me know. I love that show. We should, I love that thing. Um, uh, so Gang goes Frank- to the Jersey Shore. That I love that one as well. I love that one because we are New York kids. Yeah. So like going to the Jersey Shore was like a v- big vacation for us. Yeah. And it's so true. You get there and you're like, <laughs> what a fucking shithole. I remember one time we went to like why I love this episode is because I remember growing up, it was like, you know, you went to the Jersey shore. It was fun. Yeah. And then I remember I went with my friends. Yeah. We we're like 17, got our license. And I remember sitting on the like beach and we're laying there underage drinking and the water tide comes up and just like two heroin needles wash up with it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh fuck. We're at the Jersey shore. We've made yeah. It. <laughs> Justin. Yeah. And that episode shore. is so good. Like it's just yeah. so accurate to what really is the Jersey yeah. shore. They get pinched by the needles on the beach. They step, yeah. on, a, they step on a needle. Um, and you get so much out of it. You get rum ham. You get like the. Oh, I my mean, God. And that, Which also, is real. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this is worth noting. This is the Fat Max season, too. Yes. Yes. OK. Um, which I love the fact that they don't even address it directly until episode 10. Which think about which, that. You all of a sudden you're like, why the hell is 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 Mac fat? Oh, yeah. And episode then, 10 is how Mac got fat. Yeah. Um. Well, we're ramping it up. So uh, the gang goes to the Jersey Shore was the second episode. Then you get Frank's Frank Reynolds' Little Beauties, um, which 
is hilarious. Um, I love that. I love anything where like Danny DeVito gets like the has is like on his own going insane and like not like a gang uh, thing. Um, Sweet D gets audited, which is one of the like her little head bob in the beginning of that episode and cut to the title card is probably the best title card cut they've ever done. Um, Frank's brother, um, which that I guess that's another one where they sort of like the whole episode is essentially like a flashback where they try to make Danny DeVito look young and clearly like that's an that's impossible work. task. Um, and then you have Storm of the Century, um, one of my favorites, Charlie McDennis, The Game of Games. Uh, then you have the Anti-Social Network, The Gang Gets Trapped, How Mac Got Fat. There is it. That's that's it right there. Thundergun Express, another one I love. I, I feel like anytime they're on like a mission or a road trip or something, I love those episodes. But Thundergun Express is great. And then you have the High School Reunion. Uh, and then one, the High School two. Reunion Part 2, The Gang's Revenge. Uh, that's season. Season 7 is, is strong. So all right, I'll keep that on. The, that's still on the top peak of seasons, yeah. I'll say. Um, then you have, uh, season eight is the first one. I think that starts dwindling down to like 10 episodes a season. I mean, aside from the first season, but you know, now we're getting into like shorter seasons. Um, you have pop pop, the final solution, the gang recycles their trash, which is great. Just that, um, I think that's where we get that, that montage of Mac on the back of the limousine. Yeah. That's just getting dirtier and dirtier and grosser and grosser. Um, the Maureen Ponderosa wedding massacre, which I love so much. So good. There's the, there's that one scene where um, it's like Liam and uh, Liam McPoyle like takes off the mustache and he's like, he's like, who's this guy? And he takes off the mustache and suddenly, you know, his brother recognizes him. It's so silly. I love it. Um, uh, Charlie and D find love, which do you know who the guest, do you know who they fall in love with? Have you gone back and realized that? Cause I feel like no. the guest star in that got the guest stars in that got a little bit, uh, more famous later on no. than they were at the time. Who does Charlie fall in love with in uh in that episode? Do you know? No. I have not watched season seasons like six on since uh-huh. they like first aired. Okay. So, so Charlie and Charlie and D find love, right? Is the episode with uh and I'm, I'm gonna try to pull it up too so I can just like read up the the verbatim uh Charlie finally lets go of the waitress and he and D find themselves mingling with society's elite. Okay. Uh, I know. I don't remember who it is. I kind of want you to. Oh, find. wait. Oh my God. White yeah. Lotus. Uh, what's her name? Yep. It's Rachel and white Lotus. Yes. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. Up. Yeah. I can't believe I don't remember that name. Yeah. I know. Prime time for her. And it's even funnier too. Cause like in that episode, D the guy that, was like, you know, with D was clearly just like making fun of her and yeah. like, but, but then, uh, she, you know, uh, yeah. Alexandra did that. Did, 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 um, she's like, but I really did love you. He's like, no, I was just using you for the waitress, <laughs> you know, just moves on. That's it. Um, love that episode. Uh, you get the gang gets analyzed, which, uh, also great. Charlie's mom has cancer. Frank's back in business, which I love that. We get to see the the warthog. Was that his name? Yeah. Um, Charlie rules the world. The gang dines out. And uh, and the gang dines out is the one we get like the Charlie and Mac looking at each other across the restaurant meme, which I love. Um, I love that scene. And then uh, Re- Reynolds versus Reynolds, the serial defense, which is great. And I love that. <laughs> That's devolving. another great one. 
I love that. It's like oh, one I haven't topic. seen these all in so long, and now yeah. I want to like start from just season six and go. It's great, right? Um, all right, then we get into season nine. And this is where, like, I'm not saying there aren't some bangers in here. There are. Matt but and Dennis by a timeshare is a great episode. Is great. <laughs> That's a great episode. Um, That's in this season, right? Yes, absolutely. So the first episode is the the gang broke D. Um, then you have Gun Fever two, still hot. The gang tries desperately to win an award. You have oh, Mac yeah. and Dennis buy a timeshare, which is great. Such how many how many days do they buy? Oh, you I don't remember, yeah. but I was like, I that is one of my favorite episodes too. That's up there. <laughs> uh, Mac Day, which I love because who do we get in Mac Day? Who's who's uh, Mac's cousin? Oh my god. What's Sean, the country Mac Sean William Scott? I I could not have pulled that name out if I <laughs> if there was a gun to my head. I want you to know that. Um, I I don't want you to think I'm too good at this. I am. I'm working on like so, you're saying yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, I know what his face looks like. Yeah. I can't remember that name. <laughs> but country Mac is great. Just yeah, like country Mac is good. Yeah. Um, love country Mac. R.I.P. Country Mac. Um, the gang saves the day. The gang gets quarantined. Flowers for Charlie. Uh, the gang makes Lethal Weapon 6. And the gang squashes their beefs, which is one of my favorite episodes. That's a really good right one. There. And that's the thing, too, is like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I think this is a little bit beyond their peak. But at the same time, too, it's like there are some hard, good episodes in there. Uh, the gang squashes their beef, which is where you get Gail the Snail and then Frank's landlord. Ugh. He's like, she's just mashing it. And then everyone just like golf claps. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Um, I love that. Um, then, okay, we have season 10 now. We're in the double digits. And then you have the gang beats Boggs, uh, the gang group dates, Psycho Pete returns, Charlie work, which in and of itself is an entire. Yeah, go ahead. I see you nodding. No, that's a great one. Yeah, that's that is, where they're. Uh, yeah, that's their send off. I want to call it homage. That's their, that's their send off to Birdman. Like, yes. you know, one like doing an entire one shot the entire episode. Um, the gang spies like us, the gang misses the boat, Matt kills his dad, the gang goes on family night, Frank retires, and ass kickers united, Mac and Charlie join a cult, which you're a huge fan of, of, uh, what's their names? Uh, well, who plays one of the guys from the, from the, from the cult? <clears throat> Hold right, on. Now I'm just throwing, uh, who's armchair expert? Well, it's Dax Shepard. Yeah, Dax Shepard um, is one of the yeah, but guys. Hold on, because I have notes on this. Okay. <laughs> I have notes on this episode. <laughs> really? Um, well, no, because this was one of those episodes that like they talked about uh, when Rob McElhaney and they, Charlie Day both went on Dax Shepard's podcast and they oh, wow, talked okay, about it. That. Yeah. And, um, and he was so... And uh, he was like so out of his element and he really talked about how he's like, you can't, you truly can't describe what it's like to be in that world with them until you see them like, he's like, you know, he's, Dak Shepard comes from improv, right? What was yeah. he, the Groundlings? He's part of the Groundlings with so, Melissa yeah. McCarthy. They yeah. were in like the same thing. And he's just like, I felt like I was on, he's like, I was on acid the whole fucking time. Like, I didn't know what was happening. I was just so happy to be there. Yeah. And I love Sandy Martin who plays Mrs. Mack in this episode. Yeah. But like, what's the guy's name that plays Tiny? Oh, the big I guy. Yeah. I he talks about that too, and he's just like, he's 
fucking incredible. I made him eat a poopy. <laughs> it's just... So they did talk the- about that episode, but just how he's like, yeah. it was uh, coming from improv. I thought it was pretty good, but then you're around it and it's just like, it's like everywhere <laughs> you look, it's like, I felt like I was on fucking MDMA the whole time. My favorite part about that, by the way, in that, in that, which is, is so gross to like, um, but when he's eating the poopy oh. and, or, and, and Frank is screaming, I made him eat a poopy. He's still chewing. Like he won't stop. Like he's just sitting there just chewing and it's just hilarious. I love that. Um, all right. And now we get into some of the later episodes and this is, I think what this is where the show starts showing it's, it's age a little bit. I'll say, I'll put it that way. So you get, um, although there's still some solid ones in here, which I'll, we'll get to, um, Char D McDennis two electric boogaloo. Frank falls out the window, which is like the one where we get like, where it's like, you know, POV of Frank running around the world. The gang hits the slopes, which I love so much. I love that episode. Uh, D makes made a smut film. Mac and Dennis move to the suburbs, which is a classic. Um, being Frank. Oh, wait, did I confuse those two? Frank falls. Oh, yeah. Frank falls out the window is not the one we get the POV. Being Frank is the one where it's the POV of Frank. Uh, he just goes through a lot this season. Uh, and then one of your favorites, McPoyle versus Ponderosa, the trial of the century. Uh, Charlie catches a leprechaun. The gang goes to hell and the gang goes to hell part two, which that that's those awesome. are real. Yeah. Are great. Pretty incredible. Um, and then this is here's it kicks off with what I what was the other musical, which I thought you were referencing maybe. But uh, the gang turns black. This is season 12, by the way. Um, one of my fan, my standout favorites, the gang goes to a water park. You really do love the adventure episodes. Every single yeah. one of your favorites. I do. <laughs> they're on. It's like they're Hobbit episodes. We're going on an adventure. Yes. <laughs> Um, this is the one we get like, you know, Frank going AIDS and just like waving himself to <laughs> yeah. the water park crowd. I have AIDS. Um, old lady house, a situation comedy, Wolf Cola, a public relations nightmare, making Dennis Reynolds a murderer, which is the making a murderer parody ish send up Uh hero or hate crime, which I love that one too. Um, which is where we officially get Mac to admit he's gay. That's the first, that's the, yeah. Took and you get while. the you get to see his um his uh workout bike with the little little fist you know to um PTSD um which I don't remember that one actually now that I think about it I um, don't either the gang tens bar a cricket's tail which is hilarious where he uh we don't I mean I'm spoiling it here uh but he we find out at the end that he he <laughs> made love to a dog I guess um <laughs> it's hilarious he just did PCP in the bathroom. Um, Dennis's double life is where that ends. And I think that is where that was supposed to be like potentially Glenn Howerton who plays Dennis, like his last episode. Cause he was going to film AP bio and got picked up by NBC. So now we're into season 13, which ironically enough, Mindy Kaling premier uh, guests in the first episode of this uh, season, which is the gang makes Patty's great again. Um, then you have the gang escapes, the gang beats Boggs ladies reboot, time's up for the gang, the gang gets new wheels, the gang solves the bathroom problem, the gang does a clip show, Charlie's home alone, the gang wins the big game, and Mac finds his pride. Which, just to st- step on that, like that was, it. that episode is beautiful, by the way. That is, like, that I would say like, heartwarmingly is such a great episode yeah 
Uh, probably the only yeah. episode where it's like, oh, this isn't It's Always Sunny because it, it, it div- yeah. diverges from what you expect from the show fully. But it's so goddamn beautiful. Like you can't help but watch it. Um, sorry, I'm, this is going on way too long. I shouldn't have started this. There's, you know, 162 episodes of the show. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll power through the last two episodes, uh, seasons. Um, the Gang Gets Romantic. We're in season 14 now. Thundergun 4, Maximum Cool. D-Day. Uh, the Gang Chokes. The Gang Texts. The janitor always mops twice. The gang solves global warming. Patty's has a jumper, a woman's right to chop, and waiting for Big Mo. So yeah, this is where I was just like, season I know, season 14. And again, I'll give them some credit because obviously they're off their footing, right? Like Glenn Howerton was supposed to leave, then he comes back. Um it, it's it's a you know, they're they're throwing a little bit off their off kilter. And then speaking of throwing off kilter, we get to season 15, which you said I love episodes where they're going on a road trip i mean this most you, this is the whole ireland road trip adventure which I didn't like that much which i'll, I'll, okay. I'll say i'll explain a little bit in a second but so we have uh 2020 a year in review the gang makes lethal weapon seven the gang buys a roller rink which is a prequel episode i guess we get like a little flashback um the gang replaces d with a monkey the gang goes to ireland the gang's still in ireland d sinks in a bog and the gang carries a corpse up a mountain so we get like what, uh, uh, five episodes out in Ireland? Yeah. So, um, which I gotta be honest, I didn't love the last season. So, okay. So I it was shorter. Like it was only eight episodes. Yeah. And maybe, and, and, and that's where I was like, I've sort of put an asterisk on it as well because it's like, I, I didn't like it, but also they're not even in the United States, much less Philly for the entire. Yeah. And, that, and it's COVID. It was like probably just like a weird. Yeah. Comedy so a little, changed a little. A little odd, yeah. Plus, I mean, we had to wait a while because that that premiered um, December 1st. the end, yeah. The last time we had a show was um, November 2019. So it was, it was a big gap between uh, seasons there. But So what revived my, like, I always love Always Sunny. It's definitely a comfort show for a billion reasons. But we uh, started watching the, um, the Wrexham show. You did. How is it? Yeah, it's I I freaking loved it. So the whole premise of this, which is ties into our Ted Lasso, which is like yeah. right into the middle of it. And rewatching Ted Lasso, they mention it in Ted Lasso where he says, I just got a call from Fr- Wrexham AFC. I don't know if Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, those American movie stars are serious, but they're going to buy the Wrexham club. And that it's can, mentioned like, really? in season two of Ted Lasso. Yeah, we were watching it last night and we were like, <laughs> Holy shit. But um yeah, so th- the show is really great. It's behind the scenes. It's in real life. Wow. Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds buy a football club yeah. uh, called Wrexham AFC. And it's a really great show and it's very funny. Yeah. And there is a song that a band in Wrexham wrote for them about I think it's called It's Always Sunny in Wrexham. Hmm. The song and it's very good. I, I will send it to you. It's a great yeah. song that these middle-aged Welsh men wrote in their garage. Yeah. And they play it on the show. But um, yeah, the, he actually bought the football team. So watching that and I was like, man, I love Rock McLean. He's so funny. Yeah. And then you get to see him and his actual real life wife, who is D, like at Wrexham games and stuff like that. So it's a great show. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I will say, I mean, you know, what's funny is everyone's sort of gone off and done, done different projects. And I got to tell you, I really like 
there hasn't really been anything like I mentioned AP bio was good. It wasn't bad. I just, I just didn't get into it like to watch every episode, but if I had to go watch an episode, I'd enjoy it. Love the mech. Um, and then Rob's other show, which is mythic quest. I really like that show. In fact, I actually have to catch up because I, I haven't caught up on the latest season, which premiered this year. Um, a little crossover with Danny Pudi there from community. So like, you know, all, all on the yeah. same, you know, uh, can we talk about universe? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, I feel like these, they're really grounded in what they do and they're really good at it. I'm really excited to see Glenn Howerton in that Blackberry movie. Like there's all these like movies coming out. Like there's a story about Tetris, the story about, um, uh, the Nike Jordans, the Air Jordans. Yeah, yeah, that looks so good. We talked about that in our 2023 yeah. episode. I'm excited for that. And almost a parody to that um, is Glenn Howerton is in a movie. Uh, apparently, it's supposed to be like a parody. It's not supposed to be like a serious okay. movie, but it's sort of like think about what the Nike Jordans like movie is supposed to be. He's doing that about Blackberry. <laughs> hilarious yeah um one of my favorite things about always sunny too because it's been going for so long there are so many fun facts and easter eggs and like Mm. we just talked about like they keep it so close to the vest but like the original pilot was shot with rob mclehenny's then girlfriend yeah i knew about that which yeah yeah, they reshot with d who then ended up getting the job and rob mclehenny yeah (laughs) she ended up marrying him she got both Apparently I was listening to them on the podcast on their podcast and um, which I really love their podcast really good. Um, But uh, apparently, uh, and you know, obviously got to be careful these days, you know, times have changed, but uh, she pursued him. Apparently my girl, he rebuffed her advances at first. And then eventually I think there was a, they had like a party at like Charlie day's house or something. And that's when they finally like, you know, connected hooked up as the kids say now i will say that the like the, i like again there's so many little fun facts yeah. about that kind of stuff but they do keep it so close to their universe like we said before yeah that like even when you see the fun facts you're like oh yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah because there's so, <laughs> there's their universe that they've created is so strange and so yeah. small that like they can do anything within it and like the dick towel thing. The fact yeah. that rum ham is real. And <laughs> so that's got to be so disgusting. Yeah. But I will say, too, the other thing that that's frustrating, right? This is very, very inside baseball. Okay. Um, if you can't tell listening to our podcast and like the music that you hear in our podcasts, as far as like the the openers and the at, at intros and all that other stuff, all the production music behind the scenes. Um, I grew up on Looney Tunes. I grew up on, you know like animation and and silly, you know, archival music and stuff. Their entire library they use, I was aware of it way before they used it, right? It was stuff that was a part of like the um infamously like the Ren and Stimpy soundtracks and stuff, like it was heavily used in animation there. I think uh late in later years, um like SpongeBob SquarePants used a lot of the stuff that they use. Um We've used it here on the podcast here, uh, licensed and all, and all. And we pay we pay the big bucks for the big music. Um, it is annoying to me, frustrating uh, from like that perspective of like, you know, 
uh, Temptation Sensation, which is the song they use at the beginning of the show. It's like their their intro music or their or their theme song is actually just a piece of production music we can license for our podcast if we wanted to. Really. That's so funny. Um, but it's become so synonymous with their show that I'm like, God, they stole an entire library of music because it's hard to use on podcasts and other things that I do because they use it. They it's become a part of their universe and their show. And but that juxtaposition, it's so perfectly used because it's it's such a juxtaposition between like the gritty, grimy bar and these characters who are just doing awful things and like this archival, fun, bouncy orchestra music. Um but now, it, yeah, it's frustrating. Something we didn't talk about, uh, I mean, like kind of ties into a little bit of that. It's like they are. I don't know which ones they are. I know one of them, but aren't there like five episodes that will never see the light of day again that are canceled off the air in all places? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I mean, we didn't touch on this because like community had the same thing, or at least we mentioned. Yeah. I think I might have mentioned. Yeah, but back we, in our we brought it up. Episode, yeah, and like the one of my favorite episodes was pulled off because um, you know, uh there was someone in blackface, or not really blackface, yes. dressed up as an elf. But, you know, there was a point when I think one show like someone was like, Hey, look what they had on that show, and then like Hulu and all the other, you know, services were like, Oh, let's pull like look for anything that might be problematic and just pulled stuff. Um, keep in mind, I mean, especially if you know it's always sunny, you have episodes that are you have episodes that have uh, Oh my god, the the abortion episode. I was, that, we started from the beginning and we watched it and it was just like the way that they're talking about abortions and then they go to the, um, yeah, it's not great. It's not yeah. great. <laughs> but that's uh, the whole point, right? Like that's the yeah. whole point of the show is it's not supposed to be great. Oh, yeah. And the, fa- and the fact is like we're the, – the comedy isn't out of like, you know, when Mac is wearing blackface and trying to pretend to be the character from Lethal Weapon, we're not laughing because he's wearing blackface. We're laughing at him – because he's, that's the gang tries to make lethal weapon six, right? Is it that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 that one. I know, I know. D Day is also one of them. Yep, because because she, again, I, she was also wearing like uh, one of her Martina Martinez characters, uh, yeah, or something else. The, yeah, there's the a billboard one, I think. Is is that another one that's out there too? Yeah, the billboard one and her shaping American youth one as well. And oh, the gang recycles great. their trash. The gang recycles their trash also. Off all <sighs> streaming services. This is why you got to get Blu-rays for this stuff, or if they exist, you know, or at least yeah. the DVDs, because I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. But isn't that always suck too? It's always like the best episodes, like the ones that, like, like shaping America's youth. Who, by the way, um, there's someone who pops up in that episode too. There's a lot. There's so many good guest stars on all these on all these episodes across all these seasons, like actors who pop up in random things. Um, but I will say, yeah, I mean, which is funny, too, because that episode's like sort of a two-parter. So, like, you get the first part, but not the second part. It's like That's- a callback to the underage drinking episode. Remember when they yeah. decide they're just going to, like, serve all the underage kids because they're making a shit ton of money off of them? And they're like, it's better they do it here than somewhere else. And these kids are, like, <laughs> fucking 12. Like, they're yeah. so young. Um, But, yeah. Uh, but apparently, yeah, I mean, look, it's the longest running live action sitcom in American history. They have to have that asterisk for live action sitcom because, you know, clearly The Simpsons exists for some reason. I don't know how that show is still like 
chugging along after all these years, which is insane to me. They're time travelers. That's how. They're time travelers. They have that is predicted how. a lot of things. They yeah. predicted a lot of things. Yeah. Um, did you know that uh, Glenn Howerton was, he was considered for our ex-best friend Chris Pratt's role in Jurassic Park? No, I didn't Pratt know that. It. Yeah. And he was uh, also a contender for his role in Guardians of the Galaxy that Chris Pratt got as well. Oh, wait a second. Sorry. I thought I heard you say... It, what what was it in Parks and Rec? He almost got that role. No, in Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Jurassic okay. World before Chris Pratt, and the same for Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, see, I think I heard about Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't hear about the Jurassic World. Maybe I heard about the other oh, one. Man. I can't. I can't tell. Fucking Chris um, Pratt. But he just you know- shows up in every episode. This is eventually just going to be a Chris Pratt anti podcast. <laughs> I feel like we somehow that fuckers in every episode. <laughs> Um, do you know who, uh, Glenn is married to? No. You don't know this? I don't think so. No. Um, so funny enough, she was actually in community also a brief, brief role, by the way. I don't want to make it sound like she was like some big, uh, character in that show. She's been in a bunch of different, uh, shows. Um, but she also popped up on it's always sunny as Kaylee. Who was the pharmacist in the dentist system? Who he? No, he, that's his wife. That's his wife. Yes. Well, shit. Yeah. Were they married in that since that episode? I believe. Well, they were married since two thousand nine. Oh, and so she yeah. popped up that year too. So, um, oh, but I, I think they might have met at the show. So Look we're at, on always the show. sunny, making it happen for people. Yeah. So. Uh, I also love that Charlie Day is like up there as like a very prominent voice actor for a lot of animated movies. Who, Charlie? Charlie, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, I mean, his voice is great. I got it. It is a really good distinctive. Um, My niece loves uh, Monsters University. We have to watch that a lot. And he is a character in there. Is he really? Yeah, he plays art. I didn't know that. I hear his voice a lot. A whole lot. <laughs> um, well, funny enough, I didn't know this either, but um, one of the last fun facts I'll throw out there too is that, so I listened, again, I listened to the Always Sunny podcast, uh, pretty worth 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 listening to. Um, of There was a few people that he, uh, he was he was involved in theater, uh, like Shakespearean kind of theater, Williamstown Theater Festival every summer that okay. he would do. Um, that's where he met David Hornsby, who is uh, Cricket, um, also some other alum that he worked with was, uh, Justin Long, Sterling oh, very K. Brown, good, very good. And Jimmy Simpson, who is, uh, McPoyle. Oh shit. Yeah. And, uh, in Max, like childhood home in the show, in the episode when Mac bangs Dennis's mom. Yeah. That's actually Rob McLehenny's aunt and uncle's house in Philadelphia. Really? Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. I love how scrappy the show was, especially in the early seasons. Oh, hell like, yeah. It was just it's like so how good. scrappy they put it together. It's so great. Did you know um, at the end of every episode, like one of the actors, there's like a a voice clip that is played backwards during yes. the credits? I've never uh, been high enough to try and <laughs> figure that out and listen to it back. But that's one of my favorite fun facts is at the end. Yeah. Let's play backwards, like real dark side of the moon, 1970s, get high and listen to backwards while watching Wizard of Oz. 
speaking of that, and I'll, 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 we'll wrap it up here. Uh, cause we're, we're going on way too long. I, I apologize yeah. for reading off every episode name for apparently 30 minutes. Um, but I will say the other night I had a, uh, a moment of speaking of being high and just, uh, was sort of preparing in my brain. We were going to do this episode and I yes. forgot. I was like, how do they end every episode? Like, if you think about how they end every episode of like Seinfeld, right? It's yeah. always like freeze frame and like music, like being, I was like, how does every episode of It's Always Sunny end? I don't remember. And I was like, why can't I remember? Do they end distinctively? How do they just like peter out? Do they cut to the credits? Like I, I couldn't remember. I still can't remember. But I was in a weird headspace where I was like, it was making me insane. Where I couldn't remember. Okay. You re- how do they end? I actually don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of being high, I think I'm still high from yesterday. So... <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. No if, you, if you know how the show ends, we can go watch an episode. But if you know how the show ends, let, let us know, you know. Let us know. Yeah. Don't do edibles, children. Um, yeah. So there you All go. All right. Um, and by the way, there, one other thing too, and I, I don't know, did it ever get released? I'm actually checking right now. Um, sort of a sad story. Um, I guess it was released or wasn't released. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure it out as I'm looking here um but there was a movie that that charlie was in that i don't think ever got released oh which was a movie called i love you daddy do you does this movie ring a bell god no no starring chloe chloe grace moretz and john malkovich and rose byrne okay and it never got released it was uh written and directed by louis ck oh there it is and that was the movie that was about to come out, and then suddenly the New York Times article about Louis C.K. And then came suddenly out and he's canceled. jerking off in front of people. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, not okay. suddenly. He had been doing it for a while. A um, long time. Long time. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> so anyway, so you have that, which is, I mean, if also the fact that, yeah. Anyway, it's it's directed. Is there an starring, end in sight though? For what? For the show? For the show? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think okay. I don't know how long the show has been renewed for. Um, uh, I I don't. Yeah, apparently it's it's it was renewed for four additional seasons in 2020, which will bring it to 18 seasons. Fuck. We're about That's to they're about to they're filming currently season 16, and so there's still still two more seasons beyond that. So, and who knows? How, I mean, how do you wrap it up? Also, like, how do you end the show? I don't know. I don't yeah. know how you possibly could. Have you heard the theory? This is a hilarious little tidbit to end this episode on. Have you heard the theory about how the only human is Frank and the rest of them are pets? <laughs> you have not heard this theory? That Frank's the only human and the gang are all his pets that he's adopted. Charlie's a rat. Dennis is the cat. Max the dog. And Dee is obviously a bird. <laughs> you haven't heard this? I haven't. But also, I'll just throw out there too. It adds I mean, up, man. I mean, and there was an episode where he was like froggy, and it turned out he, you know, it was him. He was the frog boy. Um, so you know, we're not that far off from him having donkey brains. So it could be that he has donkey brains, and he thinks all his pets are real. People. If that's how the show ends, that we find out that they're his pets, it's incredible, and they all live in a. I'll in take a, it. Yeah, I love it. Is it still Frank, though? Is Frank still Frank in that theory? Yeah, he's the human. He's the only okay. human he's in the, the whole human. show. Okay. Everything else are pets, but he's and adopted. What, wait, 
What was what was Charlie? Charlie was a rat. Charlie's the rat. Yeah. Okay. Dennis is a cat, and uh, Max the dog. And Dee's the okay. bird. I can see it. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. All right. Well, All right. I can talk more about it, but I, I mean, I, I feel like could. this is also another weird one too. Where I think originally we were like, let's talk about like a, a handful of seasons of the show, not the entire series, because it was just going to go on for way too long. And then it which was like, it did, well, which we knew it would. Yeah. But it is, you know, this is coming out our St. Patrick's Day week, and yeah. oddly enough, this is all set in Patty's Irish Pub. So happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody! Happy St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy your pint at Patty's Pub. See you, everybody. Bye. <laughs> That's good. <laughs>